Honk with Mike Bridenstine is brought to you by No Coast Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Mike knows, like, so, like the biggest names in comedy. Dude, you got to see this guy's fucking show list. He, like, has, like, the biggest names on, uh, in comedy on his, on his show. It's kind of unreal, Mike, how you do that. The best po- panel pod on the internet. And this is what the show's about, Nick. That we're, we have our finger on the pulse of America's uh, trends. Hi, everybody. Hey. This whole day can suck a thousand fucking dicks. Yeah. Welcome to Hunk with Mike Bridenstine. I'm Mike Bridenstine. Shout out Rick Gonzalez. Shout out Bad Planet. Shout out Nuntaken Podcast. Shout out to The Buffer. Shout out No Coast Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. My unpaid announcer, still David McGregor. About an hour from now, I'll be doing Oscar Talk with Joel and Tony from the Buffer Battle podcast. Finally! That was a lot of fun, so check the timestamp on that. I'll put it in the show notes about an hour from now. But first, as always, I have... The world's greatest panel. Kyle Ayers is back. He's been on Conan. He's the creator and host of Never Seen It. Also of Boast Rattle. Also of First Comes Love. Always awesome on the show. Dicey is here. First time on the show. Comedian. Writer. Voiceover artist. She was great. Currently touring the country with Punky Johnson from SNL. I hope she comes back. Mia Jackson is back. First of all. Every time Mia's on the show, I know it's going to be great. And second of all, in the second half of the show, she might have my favorite joke anyone's ever said on the show. Oh, and also, you know her from Comedy Central on HBO. Keetra Long is here. Also first time. She was also great and is also blowing up right now with shows all over L.A. Very popular. This group was great. So without further ado, here are Kyle, Dicey, Mia, and Keetra. And if you don't already, please hit subscribe. Look who's calling me, Akeem. Is it? Um, he just was on yeah. TV. I just, uh, he was. He was on court. And, and I told him that he looked like Panama Jack. <laughs> I haven't watched the set yet, but uh, that was exciting to see. No, he did. He did great. Yeah, he just, um, yeah, he just called. And um, I'm sure you're. Your listeners know about our fraught history, me and Akeem Woods. Um, it's probably <laughs> that that episode got a bigger reaction than uh, a lot of things. <laughs> the two of you together. I had him on a second time. I was like, maybe he's better without Mia. <laughs> or maybe I was like, I don't know. It's like uh, he gets. It's like he sees you and he's like, oh, I can show my ass. That's it, yeah, because he knows I'm his 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 outer um conscience. You guys want to do uh? This was the icebreaker for everybody. But what is, what is the worst you have ever bombed in your whole life that you've eaten the most shit on a stage? It can either be when you were brand new and terrible, or way too late when you're like, boy, things should have been better by this point. Um, probably one of the worst times. I don't know if I discussed this on here before, but um, um, several years ago, like I had this time period where I really wanted to do, um, like I was like, I gotta do colleges. Like if I don't do college shows, I'm going to die. Like I don't know why it was something that I felt like I needed to do. 
Um, I mean, I still do call just in case anybody's listening, but I'm just saying at the time. Unless there's an I, empty cafeteria. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. But at the time, I was like, I, you know, I don't know why I wanted, you know, I was like, I got to do it, got to do it. So I um, do the show, and uh, it's already like, it's rowdy. It's a lot happening. It's a homecoming weekend. And then, like, all these students, you know, like somebody backstage was like, man, we had somebody last year that. Man, that 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 bomb, you know, they 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 used to go here and they started doing stand up and oh my god, like you ain't gonna do that and you know blah 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 and I was like oh like I hope not, you know and um, man I went out there and just everything just went so wrong and it was a college near where my uh, where I grew up so my parents were in the front row oh as yeah oh it was like nothing i said nothing how many times have they seen you before that like a bunch they or sent a bunch of times okay. and um but they were just like oh this is cool and it's nearby we'll come support our baby you know and uh it just was a nightmare like it was like anything i said just nothing worked and then i did that thing where you should not do where i just turned on the audience started <laughs> yelling at everybody <laughs> told him that I already had a college degree, so I hope they actually got one. Oh, and, boy. Uh, just said all kind of horrible. I mean, just it was a mess. Then, um, then after that, um, like, they started, they, they it was like a, a, a they booed in mass. Like, it just like a, felt a, a hot wave of booing just came for, you know, and I'm like, ah, that's why I've graduated. Ah, you know, just being, just being, you know, and, oh, you got student loan debt, you know, just doing all this, just you know, just, just, just kill it. It just was a disaster. And then, um, at the end of the show, the headliner um, comes on. He's amazing, like the comic right after me, um, amazing. And then the entire crowd broke out into the electric slide at the end of the night. So, how big of a I, crowd was it? Oh, it was huge it was a lot of I, I, and i just i found the footage no i found the footage of the electric slide oh i thought like your, your performance and you no, being like you guys are gonna God, no, 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 just your the, major doesn't make any money yeah just the yeah people were tweeting and, you know like i hate her and you know and, it was, and then there's a student from the school like every few years afterwards he would be like Hey, hey, Mia Comedy. I hope, I hope things are okay. Oh. It, seems, it seems like it seems like you're doing well now, though. And I was like, I'm, I'm thriving now. I just oh, somebody checked it, in on you. He would, he would, but it happened for years. Like he would do it periodically because the first time it was an apology. Like, hey, I'm sorry that you know, I, I <laughs> campus was so rude, and I'm sorry about this. But then shortly after that, he would just be like, hey, um. I keep checking in and it looks like you've been on TV and it looks like some things have happened. So I'm really, I'm really happy. And also it did not help that my aunt had, um, this was the college she had gone to for undergrad and some kind of way along the line, somebody she knows whose son was like the SGA president or something at the time, they have a conversation about it. And he was like, oh yeah, we had this rude comic at our <laughs> Yeah, so that was that was it. Yeah, so with the electric slide, I have the footage of the entire crowd just, 
And I was like, I can't go out there and participate because I bombed. Like, I wanted to dance. <laughs> but I can't dance because I shouldn't be allowed to have a good time after what I did on stage. Oh, I'm sure. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, guys, that's it. Oh, wow. Is this the, is this, was this the chat for the black women? You know what? It just worked out that way. This is that who showed up. I was like, "Is this a Black Lives Matter version?" Say <laughs> that. Hey, you got the site. You got the lead with that. But you know, my friends. So yeah. Hey, 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 I'm so happy to see y'all. Hey. My listeners love Mia Jackson. I that's that's what I know. So. And she knows it too. Mia is a favorite. It's the first time for Dicey and Keetra, but here comes a white man to save me. There we go. Hey, listen. The the black women with white men thriving. Thriving. Don't tell my wife that she will not agree. The the woman who's getting sworn in today to be uh, the first black justice, the first black female Justice, she's married to a white man too. I'm beginning to think that it, like you can't make it unless you're married to a white man in politics. You know what I mean? I mean, uh, the vice president is married to a white man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Who else? There's a mm-hmm. lot of them. Mm-hmm. I think this is a, no, no, I'm, I'm asking Mike. Who <laughs> <laughs> No, I want him to talk, talk about black women in politics <laughs> um yeah that's all i can name i can name uh yeah that's the only one i know yeah kyle kind of cute oh hey. hi kyle hey i'm here who needs someone to explain black women in politics sorry i'm late <laughs> uh, <laughs> wait a minute i i late take off your hat kyle oh you all right you can okay. do all right. you can do all right at the barbecue look at this oh, all right thank you <laughs> <laughs> that's a welcome. That's a that's a really good welcome. That's why I was late. I was hoping for more of like an entrance type of thing. Yeah. And it wasn't because I wrote the wrong time down. <laughs> Kyle, what's the worst you've ever bombed on stage? Oh. Uh <laughs> long list, long list. Um the worst I've ever I've i I opened up for musicians a lot. That never and did. never you did. open up for musicians and one time they didn't intro me, so I just walked out and people thought I was a roadie. Who was just trying to tell jokes. And I wasn't doing well enough to like, change their mind. <laughs> my, my jokes weren't so good that people were like, maybe he does comedy. My jokes were like, people were like, yeah, he's definitely just a guy who carries. Oh, no. like, this guy's going to get in trouble when he goes backstage and they know he was talking. It was, you know, then you're kind of around the rest of the night and people don't ask. They're just, oh. they're just, they're just like, there's that, that one. Open for music's kind of brutal, you know. <clears throat> No one wants you there. No. It's hard to do music and comedy together. Music's better. The worst music is better than the be- best comedy. So you ever on a lineup where there's some music and they put the comedy after it? I have a like, comedy oh, awesome. music show I started. I completely disagree. But Although really? everyone is there for the music. I do know that. <laughs> I'm just saying there's no puddle of mud of comedy. But I've heard of the band like <laughs> They're such a bad band, and they're famous. There's no one who's that bad yeah. at comedy. But we're going through a real Limp biscuit phase of comedy, if you ask me. That's what, that's what I know. Uh, hilarious and true. <laughs> Who else has a really terrible bomb? Dicey, do you have one? 
Yeah, I do. Actually, it was very recent. And this is like the first time that I've bombed probably since I started doing comedy 13 years ago. Mind you, I've been on the road like really like in all kind of cities. And I mean, I've been to I've been out of town so much. I thought I was just going to have the best show. It's in here. It was in Dallas. Um, Tony Baker was like, hey, come feature for me at the improv. All these sold out shows. It was New Year's weekend. And like my comedy's already very hit or miss with black crowds. I really don't do black shows a lot, which because I, I'm too old to be like running around the stage. You know what I mean? Like black people want you to do all of this extra shit. Yeah. And, yeah. And I, comedy is cerebral. I stand there. It's observational. You know what I mean? Like so. And I drink. Usually I don't drink before I get on stage. Right. So I had like it was people I knew there. Because it's Dallas, I'm from Dallas, right? Sold out shows. When I tell y'all, it was like crickets through half of my set. I got up there, I was so drunk. I look like somebody's drunk ass, ain't he? Like, I just, it was horrible. <laughs> and then somebody hit me up in my DMs and was like, hey, yeah, I was at the show. Um, didn't really see you afterwards. And I, cause I wasn't looking for nobody afterwards, but he was <laughs> like, he was like, good thing, you know, I've seen you do comedy before, so I know how funny you are. That crowd just didn't get it, you know? And I'm like, don't, you, I suck. You don't have to. I didn't even do hardly any of my set. Like, I was just, I don't know what I was doing. So that you was my, that I would have blamed was, COVID rust or something. Yeah, right. But I, I, that's why I said I've been touring and doing <laughs> shit. So I, it was no, like, no, I should have been. I just, I, sh I can't drink before I go on stage. Keith, or have you have you eaten shit? When's the, what's the worst you've done? Why y'all always do this to people? That's good. It really. We don't want to rehash that. I'll tell you. It'll humanize you. People will be like, "Oh, she's she, she's like me. I like her." I always tell this story because it was probably the most fucked up. Uh I went to a Grammy party and I met Neo. I don't know if y'all know who Neo is. Neo is a popular army singer. Oh, my and favorite, my favorite. Okay. Uh, so I'm at, look, I have the dumbest look. I'm always like, I see myself as the friend, like, and I'm just always good at like talking to people and being like the hype woman. But then at the end of the night, they'd be like, nah, you come on. <laughs> anyway he goes what what do you do and then I go like I'm a comedian and he's like when's your next show and I'm like tomorrow night he was like I'm gonna come <laughs> I'm thinking it's all Hollywood shit like he ain't finna come to the fucking show like whatever what? mind you I had just I was like maybe a month into comedy okay <laughs> oh, oh no. no. I was in a phase of my career where I was getting booked. Where I was getting booked because I was cute. Like that, that was at the phase of my career. Like they was like, oh. come, on, come on, do some time. I feel oh. my body curling up into a fist right now. Like that's Dicey, guess where it was? Where? The J spot. What does that mean for the people listening to the J -spot it? J-Spot is the urban comedy club owned by J. Anthony Brown in Inglewood, in the heart of Inglewood. And they are brutal, let me tell you. So it's nothing. They want all a bunch of extra shit. The, the <laughs> toughest, the, the reason why urban comedians thrive is because if you can thrive with bougie black people, 
Don't nobody, ain't nobody rougher than black people who think they got money. Nobody <laughs> in this world. If, if, if a black people who make over thirty thousand dollars a year think that. <laughs> <laughs> Not 30. Oh. Well, this inflation will get you. The worst. The 30. Uh, so I, I uh you know, you know who was there? Jackie Fabulous. Jackie Fabulous was there, and I don't know if she remembered that. Anyway, <laughs> so I'm 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 like uh, so Neo comes, he shows up. Not only does Neo show up, his managers show up, security. No. Oh no. Oh no. Basically every person that me and my friends had met that night before. Okay. Mind you, my friends weren't there either. They weren't there to rent interference. So it was just me because I had to go down there by myself. Uh what's it? Derek Ellis. There's this old old black comedian named Derek Ellis. And he introduced me. Uh yeah, this young lady, I never seen her before. Um that's the intro you want. Brutal. But she got oh, her no. whole, but she got her whole click, her entourage, her management team, Neo in the building. Um, he, oh, no. Because, wait, they set us in the VIP with some oh. chicken. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, 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 yeah, of course, uh, Neo has, has his manager named Tank. Tank is, like, very flashy. Neo was like, ah, low-key. Tank got on this fur coat. He got the glasses on. He eating the chicken wings, poured the, uh, whatever the cheap white wine was at the time. You know, they popping bottles. I'm like, okay, so I'm finna do this. Because at this point, mind you, nobody told me I was bad, okay? Nobody told me I was bad at comedy. Nobody ain't gonna you tell you. You bad, you're just new. Nobody's gonna tell you bad at comedy when they trying to fuck you. That is, like, <laughs> those are the rules. Anyway, so oh, there is, I don't know her, but she got her entourage. I'm like, so I'm like, I'm about to kill it. The entourage, they came to see me. They did come see me. Okay. So I get on stage. I'm like, yeah. Um. So the host, because at the time I know who the fuck he was. Okay. I'm just. I'm out there. Don't like nobody's better than me, y'all. Nobody is better than me. Oh. When we when we keep, nobody is better than me at comedy. Okay, <laughs> I didn't know who Derek. Ellis, I was like, yeah. So to the host, my name is Keitra Keitra Long, and you might want to write that down because oh, <laughs> because yeah, I, I like it. You did not like that. <laughs> the bravado i love it <laughs> so i started telling my first bit now um i'm gonna open with my closer because that's that because that's what's getting them, okay that's what's gonna get them. i'm gonna open with my closer it's like a netflix special and i oh listen uh yeah i recently broke up with my fat friend not because she was fat because she was doing fat stuff I was like, this bigger than me and you. Um, that was <laughs> yeah. It was like all this, all these fat puns. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. Uh, she big, you let's do a big Bank of America big. Like all these, oh. like all these, okay. So it's so first of all, the worst 
audience members are old black women that see you struggling. <laughs> There's just a lot. Of, I'm getting a lot of information about these shows. I because need to write in silence, they will say, I like her. <laughs> Nobody ask. Nobody ask. But they heart go out to you. Mm -hmm. old, this old black lady was like, I like her. <laughs> Mm -hmm. I was like, <clears throat> in the middle of it? it that, that was the beginning, middle, and end. <laughs> How much time did you do? Oh, God. Probably had to be three hours. I must have been three hours. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't give me the light. They would not give me the light. <laughs> oh, no. They were probably having too much fun watching. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm going. I go into my second bit. Like, yeah, I'm adorable. Yeah. And, like, I get tired of people saying I'm adorable because I'm so cute. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, I'm rambling. Do this thug. Okay. This thug. So, the J spot, the stage is really low. So, it's like the audience is this close. That's where you he, want them if you're bombing. He, he puts his foot on the stage and looks at me. He was like, yo. Yo, baby, you fine, you fine, but you ain't funny. <laughs> Everybody heard him say that. Oh. As uh, I see Neo, his management team, get up and walk out. Oh, no. <laughs> Second they joke? Are, they are walking out, currently walking out on my dreams. As I die. Oh. As I die. So then I'm like, well, y'all, I'm doing the best I can up here. Oh. They keep going until eventually they gave me the light. So wait, not only, first of all, not only did I bomb, I went outside and chased me over there. I was like, hey, did y'all have fun? They were like, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll call you, we'll see you, you did good. Never heard from them again. <laughs> okay, I would like to apologize. I now know why you got mad at the question. That sounds <laughs> traumatic. That was my intro to comedy. That was like oh, one of those defining no. moments where I was like, oh. But did you let it stop you? I know. I, I no. I was like, oh yeah. Oh, I really gotta figure out how to be like make it translate, how to be funny. Like that was a because you don't want to relive that. I mean, he, this was like 2010. Neo was like the biggest RB singer in the world at the time. You know. Do you, can you imagine somebody who's fulfilling and living in their dream at the highest level? See you at the first phases of your dream failing. No, I got to hide in Iowa for my and first not year. Because he came just based on the fact that he thought my conversation was funny enough to get him there. But I wow. remember writing, I remember writing in my journal, and like three years later, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna be all right. You know, I, my conversation alone got him to come see me without him ever having met me in my life. I was like, I'm gonna be all right. I just gotta figure it out. I just gotta figure out. We gotta to get this clip to Neo. We gotta. <laughs> Dude, hey, don't remind him of that shit. <laughs> we gotta send him a new clip. He'll be like, I was, he was like, I was never. Stop there. fixing your hair. We're sending this to him. It might be a little easier to get a hold of them than it was then. <laughs> I was never that. That was the most embarrassing. They said, we going to call you and just got in the car. They slammed the door so fast. <sighs> That's. They slammed the door. I never. 
when he got out, it was a slow step and a box. <laughs> <laughs> a slow slide to the door. Uh, Man, the way he slammed that car door. <laughs> <laughs> There's a puff of smoke. All right. This is a because it's Lent. Is it Lent? Uh, who has? I found I saw this story on Twitter right before Anna. I just wanted to know who has. Mia hates questions like this, but she will have an answer. Who has the best fast food fish sandwich in the game? <laughs> Here's the story that I found, that I saw. Uh, Pusha T and his brother Malice, better known as the rap group Clips, supposedly wrote. The jingle, I'm loving it, for McDonald's in 2003 with Pharrell Williams and Justin Timberlake. Timberlake got paid $6 million. Clips got nothing. And they've been using it ever since 2003. However, you know the I'm loving it, uh, not I'm loving it. You know the uh, we have the we have the meats from Arby's after the guy says we have the meats, a song plays. There's like a little, like a bump, 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 and then the commercial's over. Mm. The song is a Skrillex song called Burial, and Malice from Clips has a rap lyric on that song, and he owns 40% of the rights to it, and even though he's not on the commercial, he gets paid every time that plays, and that's played for a while, but now he has a diss track against the filet fish (laughs) where he talks about the whole thing. He's talking about Arby's fish sandwich and how much better it is than the filet of fish, which is probably the gold standard for fish sandwiches. So what say you folks? What is the best fast food fish sandwich? You going BK Whaler? You an old school head? What are you saying? What is the best fish at a fast food restaurant? Well, they use cod, so I don't really eat cod. So I don't eat fish sandwiches. Also, I'm pescatarian, so all I eat is fish. When I do... When I, when I do, and I haven't had meat in 20 years. And so, like, I think all the fish sandwiches are so disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> Especially from McDonald's. Ugh. That's my two cents. What would, be the, what would be a more respectful fish choice? Probably the one at Whataburger, but yeah, Whataburger's not everywhere. You know what I mean? I went, just- I went right from Dealey Plaza in Dallas right to Whataburger, just like they did when Kennedy got shot. That's what I think happened. Ah. <laughs> they went right to Whataburger. That's, I love Whataburger. Uh-huh. Pretty risky to go through the drive-thru with him still in the car. I know. His head was hanging off. He really liked mm. that spicy ketchup. Mm. Mm. I don't think I've had any fast food fish sandwiches, but I used to eat at Long John Silver's. That's was, yeah, that's and fast food. I feel like that's bu- that's built up like enough tolerance where I might live to be 115. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got your immune system covered with that. I don't I, know if I've had any of the. I, I think that it's funny that uh, they call it a beef that they all have and not a, a fish, but um, <laughs> I like it. I'll, I'll allow I, it. I'm really fascinated by not getting any money for the uh uh song that you wrote that's been played 700 million times that's crazy i just haven't been able to fuck with him since he knew janet he knew he was pulling her titty out Mm. you know he got all like i just haven't been able to fuck with him since he's and then did y'all see him on punk he was such a little bitch on punk i was like you know what this dude 
I can't. This yeah. could turn into a Timberlake hate podcast. No, I, I'm i willing to make it a Timberlake hate that. podcast. He fucked over Britney Spears. Uh, pulled no, he released an Instagram post 19 years later. That fixed it, right? Uh, he's a piece of shit. Yeah, I, he's so. I mean, there was a time where I was like, "Oh, I like him," but then when I just started like really reading everything that he's done and just seeing interviews, I'm like, I, I just he. So the fact that he got six million dollars for that, I feel like he probably told them not to pay the clips. I just, I just. <laughs> he's like, I'll I do just, it if the I clips get nothing. I feel, I feel like that's well, yeah. I feel like a person that would pull out a titty would would do that. Yeah, yes. <laughs> He's shown his dick in a box to people. He's a real menace. He is a menace. He is a menace. Yes. And I don't like (laughs) some of his social media commentary about, you know, racial things. I'm like, shut That's why I do the show. So fish sandwiches conversations turn into Timberlake hatred. That's that's what I... That's why I joined today. If I got oh. that as rich as he is, if I got that rich, kind of uh, uh, exploiting a different culture, you know how quiet I would be the rest of my life? You know how little I would have to say? If there's pictures yeah. floating around of you with cornrows, house, yeah. I would have so little to say. You, right, just be quiet, but no, he wants to be, what was it, The uh, I think, uh, what's her name, is it SZA? When they were on um, Ellen, and like he was talking over her on an interview, like mm-hmm. he was and then he was like doing like some kind of black scent, black girl accent when he spoke over her. And I was like, bitch, like recently learned. Like, I don't know why it's better if like it's in recently. A couple of years uh, or so. Yeah. Like it's been in the past couple of years where she was, she was trying to say something and he was like, you know, it's just trying to be sassy. And I was like, shut up. Like you are, ugh, I'm, let me calm down. But my favorite sandwich, Captain B's. So <laughs> let me just, let me just, <laughs> I forgot about Captain uh, D's. Uh, Captain D's. Uh, that's a God, that's a I new one to me. Oh, you don't you don't what do you mean you don't as a place? We don't have it here, I don't think. Well, no, no, they they I feel like there there was a time in the you know no southeast where they were uh we had Captain D's and Long John Silvers, which um I'd always got upset about Long John Silver because I was like, why is it a triangle plank? You know, I don't want that. Nah, that's the native wanna... shape of a fish, a weird triangle. <laughs> I just, just like from our it. squares. I never but no, but, but no, Captain Silver. Captain D's, though, is like, it's just planks. Of, well, it's not planks. It's just, it's a lot. I like the, okay. Not that I do this, but people that I know in my hometown would be like, I had a friend that worked. She has a friend. She's using the friend excuse. The condoms for my friend, sir. No, no, no. When I was in, when I was in high school, no, one of my friends. No, we were in college when she told me this. She used to work at Captain D's, and she said people would come through and order boxes of the crumbs off of. Oh yeah, yeah, the Krispies. Yes, I didn't know you could do that. And no, and I'm like. Yeah, and I'm like, I've been just eating. Like, you know, I've been buying fish and just eating the crumbs. Like, I didn't know I could get a whole box. That changed my life. Those things are the devil. Have you had a box of crumbs? Have I had a, um, do I ever order a box? I think that you've no, earned but it. I, would al- I think you've earned it. I would it. always, I would just, I would make sure I ordered enough fish so that I could have a box full of crumbs. Yeah, so. I got all three of us is from the South, too. Yeah, so yeah. yeah. Oh, we understand that whole concept. Right. We, yeah. <laughs> we a had. At the bottom with the malt vinegar. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and the ketchup and the top sauce. 
I'm like, oh, I can see. Wait a minute. Now you, I never knew that. So now I was I'm so like, unhealthy. I, I considered that a salad till I was like 26 <laughs> years old. Man, it's like, I just stir them in with whatever comes. <laughs> Captain D's moved into Missouri and it was like seen as so much cleaner than Long John Silver's. Long John Silver's was like, and all the Long John Silver's in my hometown have now converted to like loan shark places, but with the blue roof uh, and everything still on them and the bell you can ring when you leave. Oh, never wow. Long John Silver. You, it is fine. You are not missing out. No, on I think that you gotta get a. You gotta get some hush puppies. You gotta really do it up. Yeah. If you wanna, if you want to experience uh, Long John Silver's, eat Captain D's and then hold your breath. <laughs> That's how it makes you feel. <laughs> there will be no before. There will be no game because it's grease and just like oh, oh thick. Oh no, I did try Popeyes. Uh, fish. Oh, no. chicken grease. They ain't do no. They didn't do good. It's like seawater. It wasn't good. They didn't do good on that. They dropped. They dropped the ball. I was like, ah, you hit big Mm -hmm. with the chicken sandwich, but it's Mm -hmm. And also, but also, I, I'm a big, I'm big on sticking to a restaurant's like specialty. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Hamburgers. You better not be trying to sell me no goddamn pizza. You're not getting wings from Pizza Hut. Right. Like, no. like, like, yeah. I like. I love. Like, yeah. The fish sandwich. Everywhere like, now has the chicken sandwich. That's taken over. I'm in. Like, I'm in favor of that. The bag. Everywhere's got the same breaded chicken sandwich now. Yeah. yeah. Like you remember every- when McDonald's had wings for a hot second? Are they called Mighty McDonald's. Wings. McDonald's. Yes. What'd you yeah, say, Dicey? I, McDonald's sells ribs and people love them. Like they sell pork in the shape of ribs. <laughs> yeah, they sell a rib thing. <laughs> probably, probably some concoction on an artificial bone. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Was it was you know what? I think it was like some kind of um, I don't know if it was little. I don't know. Now I'm just talking about all my terrible eating habits, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, Mia gets me. Mia gets mad at the question, and then has the perfect answer every time. They, they no, they reminded me of the Seven Eleven wings. Oh, where I was like, oh, listen, no, don't you, no. I just had a bad experience is eating like mozzarella sticks drunk when you bite into it and it's like hard and you want to like See, kill everybody in the building. Eat. You're not supposed to eat fried cast. You're not supposed to eat any of it. Yeah, I think all these 7-Eleven, we have no business eating. I eat tuna, the tuna sandwiches from there, but done it too they're kind of good they are yeah that's kyle dicey mia and Keitra. if you haven't already please hit subscribe there's still a lot more show but if you want video of this panel and every panel since march of 2020 it's on the show's patreon patreon.com slash brido b-r-i-d-o every world series from 1903 to 1964 is reviewed 51 Chicago Comedy History Project bonus shows. I posted a sample chapter of my book. It's also where you can go if you want to support the show just to tip me for the show's entertainment. Patreon.com forward slash Brido. If you want even more of me, I've been co-hosting Power Moves with Mike Burns. Not this week because my parents were in town, but every other week, wherever you're listening to this. The next Human Soup Show moved April 14th. I'll know who's on that again real soon. Okay, we'll get right back to the show after a brief word from our sponsors.
This show was brought to you by No Coast Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in Urbandale, Iowa. Learn to defend yourself. Get back in shape with black belt instructor and bona fide hunk J.J. Motherfucking Bar. He's been on the show. If you're in the Des Moines area, stop getting your ass kicked. Go, go, platter the fuck out of life until it taps. No Coast Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Tell them Brido sent you. What is the best way to handle the streaming wars? Judge all the content against each other. The Buffer Battle Podcast does just that. Joel and Tony are former radio co-hosts who pit two relevant pieces of content against each other every week to determine the winner of the week. From documentaries to dumb sitcoms, these two will help you decide who wins. And at the end of each month, they throw it all into a no-holds-bars cage match to see who wins the month. Often joined by special guests, including your boy Brido, to help decide the winners tournament style. These guys have fun making fun of themselves and keep their passions for film and TV alive during this podcast. Tony's a film nerd. Joel is a music geek and they aren't shy about their opinions. Listen to the Buffer Battle podcast anywhere you download your podcast. Hi, this is Dustin with None Taken Podcast and I have listened to Hunk with Mike Bridenstein. Hey, this is Alan with None Taken and I also have listened to Hunk with Mike Bridenstein. And you clearly listen to Hunk with Mike Bridenstein, so maybe you'll like our show, too. We post weekly episodes recapping current events and sharing way too much of our tragic personal lives. Give us a listen. You can find us wherever you found Hunk with Mike or go to our website, nuntakenpod.com. And now back to the world's greatest panel. Fuck yeah. All right, cool. (laughs) These guys fuck. (laughs) Thank you, Dustin and Alan. Those guys fuck. Thank you, Dustin and Alan. Those guys fuck. Now, here's the thrilling conclusion of Kyle, Dicey, Mia, and Keitra. And if you haven't already, please hit subscribe. Uh, so, Oscars are Sundays. Anybody have a uh, best picture opinion? Have you seen these fucking movies? That, Give me the list. Uh, Power of the Dog, Coda. Belfast, West Side Story, King Richard, Dune, Licorice Pizza, Don't Look Up, Drive My Car, Nightmare Alley. I don't like this period. And I wish they would really get more black actors to, from the South to play black actors from the South. Uh, two movies that I despise the accents in is uh, Harriet, the Harriet Tubman movie, and this movie. And this movie. You... Uh, They're doing the accents wrong completely. The black southern accents are wrong. No, like Richard, my girls is going to be somebody. Oh. What the fuck? Why? Yeah. Why? Why? He's from California. Why? Exactly. I'm like, why does he sound like Chicken George? Uh, This this is (laughs) like, I I can't believe that he did not even do enough. And I and I do I um I know how Richard um Williams sounds. I've like listened to several of his interviews and he does have a bit of a firm tone, but it's not like slave firm. It's not like <laughs> slave firm. I like I know exactly what you mean. No, I know slave no. firm. It's not like I mean, I mean just everybody just chill the fuck out. He's gonna win best actor and you're and you have the ears to be like, that's that's not right. You could be a coach. You could get a side gig as a southern dialect. King Richard of accent. Friends do call me for their southern um draws when they want to speak in a southern draw. I'm like, y'all ain't never gonna get it. Neo, if you're if you show this to Will Smith, I got somebody for you. (laughs) 
while you're <laughs> watching this. <laughs> but Don't Look Up was like good as hell. I couldn't believe that it actually held my attention for as long as it did. So it was a pretty good movie. So you're going, it, okay, you're going Don't Look Up. Power of the Dog is the favorite. That's a Netflix movie. Did anybody see? No. A lot of what the best picture movies this year look like, uh, they all look like best picture movies. I didn't see them. I didn't see Power of the Dog. It looks like a movie that win. I didn't see Coda. It looks like a movie that wins some Oscars. I, I didn't see Belfast. I saw the ads. That looks like a movie that wins some Oscars. They all look like movies. Every year you're like, oh, there's the one that takes place in the Eastern European city. Oh, here's the one where the guy is sad yeah. and gay and can't come to terms with it because he's on a farm. Oh, here's the here's the one where the family goes through tri- tribulations. Yeah, we get it. Every single year. And then I, I watched Nightmare Alley. That was kind of fun. Nightmare Alley's great. It seemed too what fun is, to win awards. Nightmare Alley what is, is that about? Uh Bradley Cooper is a traveling. Bradley Cooper's like a grifter who joins yeah. a carnival, and yeah. it's uh, Guillermo del Toro made it, so it's very colorful and sort of okay. like a, a um, ho- it's like a horror noir, I guess. It's kind of cool okay. though, but it's fun. But it's not gonna win anything because it's too fun and different. Yeah. Every year, it's gonna be everything's gonna be won by a movie where the name is a town. <laughs> Belfast, yeah. Munich. Makes, yeah. We get it. Stuff is Manchester by the sea. What if? Yeah. Let me guess. There, he's his childhood affected his adult life. <laughs> <laughs> Belfast is autobiographical for Kenneth Branagh. It's uh, and then the soundtrack, all I Van Morrison. Good. They're all is good. It? It's what? fine. West Side Story. No one saw that one. That seems like a fun. I saw the first one. He saw the first one. I yeah. Did I did see when I was um, Dune. Not uh, Dune. When they were filming it, there were signs up in Harlem. Um, when I was walking down the street, and I was like, "Oh, it's, there's a building coming soon," but I didn't realize that the, it was like, it was like buildings coming soon, blah blah blah, nineteen sixty something. I thought they were like, oh, the yeah, the area where Kennedy Center is was where it takes place. They knocked yeah, all the out. Which one? Yeah, it's doing about. There's a planet that has a resource that everybody wants, and uh, it's slow. And I turned it off. Like a big sci-fi oh, epic. They're like basically sci-fi movies. Don't look up was about the ad, the asteroid. That was if you wait story. long enough, you get to see Meryl Streep's ass though. In Dune, <laughs> and oh, don't look no. up. Oh, I was like, is that the resource? <laughs> yeah, I don't. Is Meryl Streep's ass the resource? Exactly. <laughs> we have <laughs> Timothy Chalamet trying to mine her ass. Yeah, anything with uh. Oh, what Zendaya in it? I don't get. It's over my. Yeah, head. All the movies always seem they always there's like the same Oscar movies every year. They all look like the posters all look the same, and then they're like they we just give it to the one with the second most hype. So what, right. are, what are we saying? Power of the dog. Power of the dog. Power of the dog will probably win. I think it's got Benedict Cumberbatch. I don't ever oh, well, they give it. Just I don't, <laughs> it does have I don't Benedict ever Cumberbatch. They give it to the one with the most hype because no. I like like you name what eight movies. You name eight. Oh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There's ten of them. That's too many. Oh. You name ten movies. Two. Two I've seen. Yeah. Two There's I've never seen. the movie that wins that you remember. It's, it's never like, the movie yeah. that wins. Right. It's like who? It's Nomad like, Land won last year. I turned that off, too. That was boring. Fun movies don't win. Like, they just, yeah. Nomad Land should have been called. This should have been a documentary. Yeah. Was that the Amazon movie? I think that it's always, you always look know. back and you're like, well, we don't remember the one that won. No one sits around talking about like driving Miss Daisy. They talk about do the right thing. No one sits around talking about like whatever won the year the social network won. We talk about everyone saw the social network and it looked like a 
you know, Pulp Fiction didn't win Best Picture. It, you yeah. always look back and Crash won Best Picture over like Brokeback, over Mountain. Brokeback Mountain. And yes, you're like, well, what, whatever lasts is never like the movie that wins. Yeah. Didn't Green Book win two years ago? Green Book did win. Yeah. I think I think they I think they uh, give it to all the movies that play in the senior living facilities. <laughs> <laughs> they, you know they have a rolling you know they have rolling movies and ain't nobody watching except for the man who yeah come to see he just stare at the tv for 12 hours yeah. that's the Oscars. It, it does seem it goes to the movie was like it's pretty good but it didn't make me think about who i was during my life <laughs> i think if i have two hours to watch a movie i'm i'm watching dateline i'm watching white bitches get killed on dateline if i have i'm not like I just, I haven't, I can't. I don't. White uh, bitches get, uh, dice, dicey. White bitches getting killed on Dateline is worthy of an Oscar. That's your favorite. <laughs> like, if I have hours, if, when I have hours to sit down and do that, I'm just not watching movies. I don't know. Am We're I calling this episode it. White Bitches Getting Killed on Dateline? You never know. You never know what I'll call this. <laughs> It'll get you in some algorithms. It's probably, people be like, I love this uh, white bitches show. Yeah, that's no, that's. Yeah, I don't really watch a lot of movies. I mean, I did watch Spider Man last night. So. <laughs> Spider Man's good. Spider Man's fun. Very good. Oh, let me. Oh, let me tell you when. The, why can't we? Why can't the movies that people enjoy be the ones that they always say that every year? Like they should have like a blockbuster run. People are like, no. They proposed that one year. They were like, we're going to do it. And everyone's like, don't do it. They're like, you're right. We're not going to do it. It was the year the Black Panther is out because people were like, that should win something, right? That was like the year that. That's that, the movie yeah, people will remember from that year. We're right. One. Right. I don't. But then, like, Marvel movies kind of ruined everything, though, didn't they? Like, uh, those are... Did they? Huh? Or they saved it. Up to you. I don't know. Those are people who... <laughs> no, because no, that's from people who are so used to years of being conditioned of sad movies. They don't... The fun doesn't make sense to them. You know? Yeah, to go to a movie, you know a movie experience has to bum you out for the rest right. of your life. You gotta cut, yeah. Like, do you? I think what didn't Silver Linings Playbook win something one year? Like, I went to go see that. I don't think it won Best was, Picture, but it probably some acting awards. Yeah, for Bradley yeah, Cooper. Or the yeah. uh, who's the other I was one? Watching that, it was like best I lack guess. of nuance award. I think <laughs> yeah, it won. Like, sure. Yeah, I mean that's. I left it just going. All right, that was there. I think <laughs> if they, they're going to add an award, they should add best. Look, th- this one will be pretty good on an airplane movie of the year every movie is good on an airplane somebody told me that and i think that has worked out because you have nowhere to be um what are you more excited about well let me let me switch to this one kanye just got banned from the emmys that's an award ceremony hold on i need a clean take of me going kanye's fine no notes yeah put that yeah put that in let me just say this you know what guys he's misunderstood um and then get and then i'll just get her some resources yeah, yeah, because I don't, I can't, I can't do it. I don't. Social media just allows people uh, that don't have other outlets to just like give way too much information, like of how they're feeling at, the, at whatever time. I think he clearly um, might have something going on mentally, or he just really misses his family, or like, I mean, you know, he has beautiful kids with Kim. Like, what if I, it's love fake? I love him. But I think it's really sad what's happening with him. And I think he also bullies people that won't fight him back or that he feels like he like Pete Davidson. You know what I mean? Like he ain't coming at the game like this. 
He ain't coming in like, right, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. At Snoop like that. He's coming at Talib Kweli. He's coming at like, you know, people that like, he's a conscious rapper, like come at one of these gangster rappers. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's my whole thing. But long live Kanye. Respectfully, like, I don't think anyone's ever. No, no <laughs> resources. It's, it's not healthy for someone to be able to talk to the whole world immediately. Uh, yeah. yeah, like his his especially his stream of conscious doesn't really need to go to the whole world at once. We're not meant for that. Yeah, we're not yeah, meant to yeah. not think things through and then tell the whole world forever. I like that documentary, but I just realized no one's told him no since Through the Wire, and that was in two thousand three. Yeah, when he proved would, everyone wrong at once. Yeah, when everyone's like, "You that. can't do this thing," and he's like, "I'm gonna," and then he and then he did. So now, why would anybody? Why would he listen to anybody? You know. What if we gave him like people do with children, where they just give them like parents give a kid their old phone, and he just thinks that he's like on social media or something like that? Way that would that would like help. Like, like a Fisher like, Price Twitter. Out. No, like, you know, like a parent is like, hey, here's my old iPhone. You know, you just you're like here. And they think they're, you know, they're just just typing into the ether. It's not really going in. You know, it's just, they, he's just like, I'm on I think Twitter. they did this to Creed Bratton on The Office. I think they gave him <laughs> a fake blog that was a Microsoft Word document. That's, they did this. I think that might work. Just give him, tell him it's Twitter needs. and it's just the yeah. notes app. They did it to but Trump with Truth Social. But what if we have all that stuff go straight to a therapist? Like, ah, uh, so <laughs> that's that would be the richest therapist in the entire. No, I think I think that all the time social media pays in public opinion. Tell me more. Whatever you put on social media, the only type of uh, compensation you get is public opinion. Ah, uh. that's how much money. There's no monetary value in social media. Not not awareness pays, people not asses and seats. Right, it, it only pays in public scrutiny. You know what not, I mean? Agree with that. Look, look, I'm just saying when you get when you Dane Cook in 2006 disagrees. <laughs> Why was that the year his girlfriend was born? Uh, no, no. <laughs> oh, 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 Kyle, oh, damn, Kyle. Kyle was quick with that too. Mm. Oh no, I'm not going to be at the Laugh Factory this weekend now. (laughs) He's not going to greet you with whatever he was doing. uh, Super fingers. I'm just saying like people, okay, at at Kanye's level, yes, maybe. But like when he does stuff like that, when Kanye does stuff like that, people get hyped and like, yeah, I'm going to just take my beef to social media. And then you got 226 followers and you think you can do the same thing. And it's like, you're not going to get a check for this. Like people, it becomes a cycle of people getting tricked by that's the type of behavior that they should perpetuate. Uh, to get uh-huh. Like it's a vicious cycle. Like, you, bro, like you're not Kanye. You Dante from the block. Shut the fuck up and go make up with your baby mama. Dante right. West. Yeah. Right. Because you're just doing because all Dante from the block is doing. You just giving her evidence to give to somebody somewhere like that's like just talk to her and plus you know, I, don't, I, don't feel sorry. I don't feel sorry for Kanye even though I think and I, always, and I always say this I don't feel sorry and I'm I'm, I'm, I'm just saying this to Dicey and uh, Mia I do not feel sorry for black men when they get drugged by a Kardashian 
Because you know exactly what the fuck you get. You know. But I think Kim gave him so many chances. I feel like she's been there through a lot of his mental breakdowns, a lot of his Gave a lot of niggas a lot of chances. Also, you can't tell me I don't know Kim Kardashian personally, and I know at least eight niggas she fucked. You know her personally? Oh. Also, you know her personally. Oh, but you know. Black men out of prison. Like, how many people are doing that? You know what I mean? Like, how many... Who who else is doing that? Like, it's all propaganda. It's all... it's all. Look, that's all to say... About the Kardashians. I love it. That's all to say they asked. I get them confused with the Sacklers. Which ones uh, pushed Oxycontin? <laughs> Wait, I missed it. What did he say? It was a joke about the Sackler family. I said I get them confused. It's not true. I just think they, I just think they, they, they banked. They, they whole career was built off the backs of black people, and I don't like that shit. OJ starting with OJ. But it's not like they don't fuck with black people. <laughs> I don't, it doesn't matter if they fuck with black people or not. They know exactly what they're doing. They know what they're doing. What and, they and, doing? and black people like huh? What are they doing? Huh? What, what, are they, they, like, what are they doing this wrong? Are you saying that it's basically they benefit from a proximity to blackness while also keeping a generous um, amount of distance away from it as well? Uh-huh. Listen, you said but that. I mean, that. What are they doing to keep a distance from it? Is what I want to know. What are they um, doing? They made sure the clips never got paid for that McDonald's song. <laughs> that's that's all. Look like they keep distance, especially Kim using her no, platform. Well, well, no, 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 no. I think no, no, no. I do, I do think she use, uses her platform, but I, I would, I, I don't know if it would be her so much as the um the other ones, you know, like. I just kind of the one that's OJ's daughter. <laughs> no, like here's the thing. I don't. I'm gonna say, like, I I don't care about them at all. Right. Like, I I I don't care. I mean, like they're they're fine in in a sense of like I'm not a. I don't. They're just there. But um, you know what's the phrase that people say a lot of times now that we learn things about people against our will. Like that's how it is as far as the the car. Like I I know so much about them just because it's always like any article, any any kind of subscription that I'm you know any magazines, any newspapers, anything that I'm reading, my yeah. digital subscriptions, they're there. So they I happen know, at you. Know, you. They happen. Yeah. At you. The Kardashians yeah, so happen at us. Yeah. So they're they're always around. But I'm just saying like there are things that you know that they've done in the you know in the um in the past where I don't think they have gotten um, a lot of, um, you know, scrutiny. Like, what is it? That one picture that Khloe Kardashian had where she was holding her black friends on chains and she was dressed as a pimp, you know, like that kind of stuff. It's like, you're hanging around black people, but you're doing this, but ain't nobody really critiquing you for that thing. Or, you know what I mean? It, I mean, like it came out later that people say stuff about it. So I'm saying like, there are, there are things like that that they that they do, but then they still get. And I'm not saying that this is them doing it, but from a media standpoint, they definitely get the benefit of 
of whiteness. Yeah, exactly. You know? I think they get away with a lot of things that stereotypically black women would get drugged. For, for. sure. For sure. All, yeah. all, all, each and every time. And I'm not like Kim. Kim has always dated black men. I will say that Kim has dated black, black, but I feel like they, 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 they duplicated that shit like it was a, 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 a fucking algorithm or a CD or something like that. They, they just do. Oh, they figured out. Oh, she fucked Ray J and got this attention. Now, uh, Chloe got to get one. Now, Courtney got to get one. Now, Kelly got to get one. Now we got to get ass, titties, lips, hips, and we gotta, we gotta keep our hair. We gotta make sure we look as close to black women as we can without being a black woman. We gotta have all the body parts, all the features, and not to say that we're the only ones with ass or anything like that. But I'm just saying the things. There's a very famous picture. And I hate when I get passionate and speak and um, I forget, but there's this uh, black woman, very famous artist. Um, there's this picture of her having ass, a big ass. Yes, the historical, the historical yeah. one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and big lips. And you know, when you think about that, how historically something like that has become um, a visual for black culture and then other people are like, Give me some lips. Give me some ass. And I'm about to get an NBA player who is 90% of the time a black man. But right. we should be mad at the black men for not one day. I just said, I just said that. I just said that. Niggas that, that don't want to deal with us as black women. That's a whole nother issue. What does that have to do with them? Like, I just don't understand why people drag them so much for stuff when it's not their fault that people would rather see them with big lips or with, with, with big asses or whatever. Now, I just don't think it's, it's not their fault. Like, they figured out a way to make money. They figured out a way to do this. Now Kim is helping black men get out of prison. That's a huge thing for me. I have a cousin who served 27 years in prison for a rape against a white woman that he didn't do. He had to wait for DNA to catch up to him. Like, Kim has... Like, as popular as they are, she's already brought so much attention to so many cases. Like, that's the kind of shit I care about. What's Lotto and them doing for the Black community? What's, what's all these... What what has Nicki Minaj... Sidebar. What are they... I just want to say this. Kim is a law student, and she has a team of two Black women doing this. So it is not her doing the work. It is her face. It is her face. It's again that she's connected to move it along connected, but she's connected too but you should okay you can you you can use your celebrity to you know uh spring things forward but also while you while you're saying oh she's freeing these black men you're also not highlighting those black women that are really doing the work Okay. I, that, that's fine. They just don't have the celebrity that she has to be highlighted like that. But if, but if, I, I, if that's I, your real passion, then you would say, hey. We were talking about them. She still doesn't have to choose to work with them to do that. She could be doing anything. She could be working, she could be working with people with disabilities who don't, who aren't treated. She could be doing anything. But she's choosing yeah, but to do the perfect time. <laughs> the opportunity, and they understand that. The, uh, the black black lives matter is the, uh, the the second civil rights of this century black lives matter well well i mean if you if you don't but i'm just saying 
it, it's a very opportunistic thing. And that's what they do. They capitalize on opportunity. But here's the thing. Trendy. It's very trendy for other races of people to be like, yes, Black Lives Matter, justice, justice, and then go home in their bed and sleep just as comfortable while they nigga neighbor getting shot. While I do totally believe that Black Lives Matter, I don't believe in that organization and some of the things that they've done. I Black Lives for show matter. I, it, you know what I mean? Like, period. But that's just, I'm just talking about the politics or whatever. What were you saying, Mia? Sorry. Well, no, no, no. No, the point I was going to make um, about Captain D's was the problem. <laughs> no, that's not, no, that's not, no, 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 no. Oh, no, Mia. No. I was like, in the middle of this, I was like, I am moderating a passionate Kardashian debate right now. Someone. No, but no, this, this, this is the thing. Like, to the point about them, what I'm saying, like, the, the, the blame in general, I think, falls on a whole systemic thing that's a historical, just the way Black women, Black men have been viewed in America that has allowed all of this to thrive in general. You know what I'm saying? So, like, there's a whole thing that, I mean, I don't have the, the academic backing to to um, to support all the, uh, I mean, even though you I went to Georgia, doctor, that you have a degree so, from Georgia. Well, They're it, national champions. Listen, I, I'm a, we are. Uh, if you Google it, I am a doctor um, of radiology in Florida, but um, so that so I do have some, you know, no, but but no, but what I'm saying is in in general, I, uh, I guess I'd hate to be like, what is it like? It's a again, like I said, they're benefiting from this thing that yeah, they're not maybe they're not always perpetuating it or saying like, hey, I should be, you know, they're they're not actively being like, hey, guys, I am benefiting off of these things. But the reason why this kind of thing, why they are able to benefit from it is just because of this whole systemic thing in America anyway of how Black people have been treated in just in general and how how we're viewed and how, oh, if I take this thing that culturally I know that Black people made popular, but I put it on something that um is going to be palatable to mainstream also white people then we know that people are going to accept this thing if it comes this way so they're benefiting off of that that i that's not anything that black people are at fault for mm -hmm. and that's you know and it's also not a thing that again their proximity to it they're just like up oh, capitalism we're going to benefit off this you know like, that's what it's all that's what it all is but again i say all that to say and now Kyle Ayers and I are going to debate Zach Greinke's <laughs> impact on the Kansas City Royals. <laughs> but I hope that makes sense. Like I'm like I'm like I understand both of your your I understand both of your 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 points. But I mean I just I I mean I do think that um, this would have been a fun live show to get like a gavel and like get to, to get just, this going. Yeah. But but yeah. But I, but I say all that to say that um, black women are dope. So. Um, but... <laughs> If we've learned That's one thing from this argument, we don't know any. We don't know anything else. Uh, we are pretty amazing. I have an audition you in Glendale. I know it. I have an audition in Glendale. So let's get plugs in. Who has shows you want my listeners to go to? Um, I, me, and Punky Johnson have a show coming out with Kevin Hart. Jesus. Uh, soon, uh, and that's going to be so fun on his network. Um, and it's called Let's Talk About It. And you, I'm tra I'm touring the nation with her right now. 
And yeah, we're having a great time. That's it. For oh, oh, also, I my podcast, yes. which is called Perfection, it's a podcast drama, and I played the lead role in it, and it went to Tribeca Film Festival, and now it's it's nominated for best podcast of the year with some amazing other podcasts. Like I don't know, I think it's like six other podcasts. And I'll edit you know, this part out. We don't talk about other podcasts on this show. Oh, I'm playing, sorry, I'm but this is podcast drama, <laughs> so it's not even in competition. With there you me. go. Welcome back. But it's, it's it's nominated for best podcast at the Ambie Awards, um, it, which is taking place in like two days. So I'm very excited about that. So that's it. Do you do a lot of VO stuff, voiceover? Um, I've I've been getting into a lot of voiceover. Now I'm doing another big thing too. Because, yeah, it's crazy. Like, people like my voice. So. I can hear it. I can hear it. Yeah, yeah. I can yeah. see it. I can see it. I can hear it. I can hear it. <laughs> uh, who else? Uh, Keitra, where are you going to be? Oh, I'm um, all around Los Angeles. Just follow me on Instagram. Mostly I'm always on Instagram. But on social media, at Keitra Long. K-E- it should be at the bottom of the screen. K-E-R-A-L-N-G. Or at officially Keisha on Twitter and Snapchat, but I don't ever do that shit. I'm like a one trick pony. Just, I, just Instagram. I have ADD, so I gotta focus on one thing at a time. So follow me on Instagram. I post all up in my stories and on my wall. Very, I'm on my uh, panel. Very seldom. Good. Kyle, where are you gonna be? Uh, I'm at the Punchline in San Francisco next month. I don't remember the dates. I should probably write that down. Wonderful. Uh, <laughs> so if you're in the Bay Area, I'm around there. And then Los Angeles and stuff. Kyle. If Ayers. you're a billionaire, go see Kyle at the punchline. <laughs> I'm going up to San Francisco to buy some property. And um... <laughs> You buying parking spaces? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so that's where I'm at. And then I got LA stuff and just find me online. Awesome. Mia Jackson, who's not sick of comedy anymore. I'm not sick of comedy more, but um, guys, you can. Um, I am a uh, staff writer on this new season of Hulu's The Kardashians. <laughs> what? Um, and I'm going on the tour, sponsored by Captain D's and Long John Silver. So, guys, I'm Chloe's really doing stand up now. I'm opening uh, for her. I, I'm, I'm writing for her actually. So somebody um, has we to. Got a whole, we got a whole new thing about. Um, got a whole bit about. How she's gonna start dating white men. Mm. So we're really, really excited about it. They're uh, moving on to tattooed white men now, I've noticed. The, I've, I have noticed that. Listen, when I tell you it's a hot five, it's a are, hot That's just are. the that's the rating of the guy she's gonna date. <laughs> he is a hot five. He's a hot five. Uh, let me no, I'm not I'm not writing on um, no, but I uh, <laughs> no, I that what am been I doing? No, I've just been just um I mean I've been back in back in New York and just been just going up every night and hanging out and just doing stuff. So, you know, usually if I'm in New York, I'll, you know, you can buy me at the comedy cellar at New York comedy club. So, you know, whoever, whoever yeah, else, I'm, all kind of shows. I'm going to hit you up. I'm going to hit you, you up. Coming my, to the, yeah. I'm, no, I'm yeah. Get a lot for, like starting next month. So I'll hit you up. I mean, she's with Punky okay, Johnson. Yeah, Punky yeah. Johnson uh, is on a show in New York. His last time I she, looked at a TV. She is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, are you on Instagram? I'll get your. I'm. I'm about to follow okay. you. In. Okay. All right. Cool. Connections. So, yeah. So, yeah. People I'm making around. connections. Uh, and look, I, I, I'm the. I do the narration for. You mentioned voiceover. I, there's a show called My Celebrity Dream Wedding that I do the voiceover. Yes. On VH1. Who did that, man? 
My best friend is a producer on that show. Get out of here. Who was your best friend? Cordell. His former Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback, Cordell Stewart. I talked to some of the producers because I have to talk to them when I do the... um, I'm going to watch it and listen again because I watch I watch that show. If you hear that twang, it's me. That's me. (laughs) That's that southern accent where you're like, that's the only one that sounds right. (laughs) Yep. Yep. See, that's probably why I didn't even pick up on it because I was like, that's authentic. (laughs) <laughs> That's authentic, is what that is. Also, I've been blowing these auditions, so. <laughs> well, yeah, me a comedy. Your people know how to find me. I'm yes, old. they do. I'm old for seventeen. Uh, in auditions? Yep. Who gonna stop me? <laughs> You'll get it. It's a brutal. It's. A, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna be go be O for eighteen uh, in a minute. Mia, Mia, they told me to speak in a standard English accent. <laughs> no. That's what they told me. What does that mean? That means yeah, you have to talk like you're from Iowa. They teach you to speak like you're from Iowa, where I'm from. And as you can see, I have the most melodic and beautiful standard. voice anyone's ever heard. It is beautiful. Don't you worry about it to anything different. Soda pop. They refer pop. to me on Celebrity Dream Wedding. Refer to the voice. The <laughs> Yeah, it's Kyle, Dicey, Mia, and Keitra. I'll tag them all on Twitter and Instagram. Go give everybody a follow on social media. They told me they specifically want you to follow all of them. All right. Uh, The Oscars are on Sunday. I thought, who better to ask about them than the boys at the Buffer Battle Podcast? This was a lot of fun. And a lot of you already love Joel from his Jar of Fart song, so you know he has a beautiful singing voice already. But he's also a broadcaster, he's an expert on musicals, he's been a coach, a sports writer, he didn't eat before football games because the hungry wolf hunts best. He's Joel Krausar. Joining him is Tony Tone Lokensoul. He's the Director of Communications and Community Engagement with Muscatine Community Schools, my old school district. He's a phenomenal radio host and journalist, and the list of people he's interviewed is insane. I'm a big fan of both of these guys. I'd love an excuse to have them back on soon. So here are Joel and Tony from the Buffer Battle Podcast. I want there to be as many Muscatine, Iowa references as possible. That's my town. I will allow it. I lived there for 19 years, and so if you want to bring up Grant Elementary, fucking do it, is what I say. <laughs> well, uh, it's like, Mike, you were you were smart. I'm like you. I grew up in this town and then matriculated somewhere else and then- I don't even know what matriculated way, means. <laughs> found my way back <laughs> professionally and have been here for 16 years, so I'm, I'm now- I'm one of the I'm one of the people that we thought we were never going to be. You run that town. You're like uh, no, hardly. I do not run anything. Tony, our my other guest, our other guest, Tony runs a, everything. Runs the town. I have a key, Mike, that opens all the school doors, including Grant, <laughs> where they have right on the wall when you walk in. It says matriculate, and it says the <laughs> definition of it. It's right. You guys, there. you have to know the definition of matriculate. They put that up there because of me. Every day I walked into right. Grant Elementary and didn't know what matriculate meant. <laughs> I can guarantee giggled. that. You just giggled thinking it was something else. 
<laughs> I don't do that. That's Not in school. Say. Are you going to matriculate? No. That's what I would say. <laughs> Gross. I don't do that. So do you, for the people that d- skip through the ads of my podcast, uh, which, why would you? Uh, do you want to explain uh, the Buffer podcast to the folks at home and uh, why it's, why you have the authority to be giving Oscar talk besides the fact that, hey man, uh, will it play in Iowa is a question asked often to Hollywood. So I brunged Iowa to the, to my show. <laughs> well, first off, I'm just happy to, to sit in the similar seat that, you know, legendary movie critic Amy Nicholson sat on the Hong Kong podcast. She, so I, she feel, was here. I feel like she we're here by there. And also I'm just glad I'm not singing my song about farts that you so <laughs> made me semi-famous I oh right heard. for the for the hardcore you guys loved joel's fart song this is joel this is the it's fart me. song the who, who master it sang it. you gotta hear tony's queef song i'll take that out <laughs> no you can keep it in. joel joel sent me like i think joel sent my wife and i a facebook message with the lyrics and we were mortified it was funny but i didn't think i didn't think he was going to record it and then the next thing i know i'm getting the file of the recording and then the you next don't thing write know, those lyrics and have pipes and not put that on wax the best part about it was okay so this all started it's part of joel's mixtape which is all nas covers <laughs> no just 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 gas just nas gas it's it's no2 uh but okay so, so right. tony's wife posts the the article or tony posted for his wife on social media the article about the girl who farted in the jar so we started a whole conversation about that because farts are a common topic on the uh the the, the thread between tony and i and and, and our private lives sure, sure, and sure. then your podcast that day was talking about the girl farting in the jars so that, that's where all the symmetry came and I just had this because that jar of heart song is yeah. is a song that I know and I like, and so it just immediately came to. And Tony can attest to it. I said I'm going to write a song, and then like six minutes later, I had the lyrics. You weird out the fuck out of that. I loved it. <laughs> so, and you were yeah, like, so, oh man, you belted that too. That and was... the best part is that that the piano and that is my wife playing the piano, um, but wow. she couldn't record it at the same time. Because she was so disgusted with my, my lyrics, <laughs> so she had to like lay, she had to lay the track down at a different time, and then I put it all together. I know that it's a catchy song, but I would I had that in my I got I would get that stuck in my head for like two weeks. I feel like you. if we could get Carosa to use it as a sound, and all your other guests, Mike, that have TikTok, I sent it. I sent it to Mike Carosa. I sent it. To, yeah, I sent it to Carosa too because he was he and I were talking about stuff prior to that because what we do on our podcast <laughs> the buffer battle podcast is what we do is we litigate streaming content or movies all right i forgot i asked to... you a question yeah. and then i got sidetracked no, I, I'm by the one farts. Who derailed it. Okay. i derailed it with the fart song but all i right. knew we had a common audience here thank you joel for bringing it back that's why you're a pro that i am who i am but we we, we do this podcast where we talk about different content pitting it back and forth with one another um and we talk about movies or TV shows or a little bit of everything. Documentaries. Uh, we've we talked about uh, best baseball movies of all time. You were on that podcast, yes, uh, with JD Schulten. With JD Schulten, we talk about. So that's actually like the one year anniversary is like tomorrow. Of wow, when we recorded that podcast, wow. and then so lots of other stuff that we talk about on our pod. 
Um, and you have been nice enough to let us poach your friends. Like I've, I've started yeah, who to have you, Who have you had uh, so on Joe the show? Kilgallen, Joe Kilgallen. Joe Kilgallen's been on the podcast as well as Mike Carroza. Those are the only two. So That's far. awesome. Have you seen all of the nominated movies? Is there anything that you ha- you've seen all of them? Seen this everything. is the first year. Yeah, I, I see a more I confident a nod effort. out of Tony than I do out of yeah. Joel. I watched it all. Have a fatter head that doesn't move <laughs> as easily. That's right. That's confident right. nod is, is more subtle on a heavy set boy um, i will say this there is one of the best picture noms that i have started four times and have not been able to finish it rhymes with dune <laughs> no oh damn it that's what i would have guessed does it rhyme with human centipede three that is got nominated three? again should have okay back, so i'm gonna start with the one i'm only is that, is that the parenthetical back to the butt <laughs> Uh, wow i would say colon i would say colon the fart guy had the back to the butt joke he's really i don't really want to be known as the fart guy joel's like a far side comic strip away from really making that he calls it the fart side which is (laughs) fine i'm gonna give you categories i'm gonna give you supporting actor and actress best actor and actress director best picture if you want to do screenplay fuck off those are the ones those are the ones that we're doing i don't care who wins the other ones if i'm being honest i haven't cared about screenplay before or after the big sick and that's when people i knew were nominated and other than that i haven't cared so we're gonna the people that we've interviewed same people so that's right that's right and and muscatine somehow somewhere yes i had kumail on my old radio show we talked about the big sick and we talked about you and then i just saw emily gordon on instagram tweet or tweeted posted that she's working on a play-doh animated project wow so right i mean things are interesting she's so, doing great and, and kumail is in eternals he's a superhero i have two uh, action figures of his behind me oh, one is a that. one is a mcdonald's and these <laughs> are the new new uh t-mobile commercials too as well See? or maybe it's not t-mobile one of the one of the sponsors of the ncaa tournament i saw it today <laughs> he was good luck he went to college in iowa Hey, did Grinnell. Man, I'm not sure. going to get a lot of these names right. These, this okay. guy's name is Troy Coster from CODA. You got Cody Smith McPhee from The Power of the Dog. You got Kieran Hines from Belfast. You have Jesse Plemons from The Power of the Dog. And J.K. Simmons from Being the Ricardos. So I'm going to say that with the utmost certainty, it should be Troy. Uh, I think it's Kotzer. I don't know how to really say it. He's in CODA. Uh, he plays the dad. He is deaf in real life, as are the majority of the folks in that film. Um, he's fantastic. I have a lot of praise for Coda. Okay. I think if it's if it's not Troy, it's Cody Smith McPhee from Power of the Dog. But Troy, that's the younger kind of the slender yes. fella. Okay, yeah, he would the, be the 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 one uh, the son the of, son of Kirsten Kirsten Dunst, Kirsten Dunst the who, one with them jeans, Cumberbatch. What are those? Is that still a thing? Uh, Cumberbatch picks on him. But I think Troy's performance in Coda um, is so great. He's so great. He's great on the red carpets. He's great in interviews. I'm hoping that he wins. But if he doesn't, it's Cody, in my opinion. 
it's interesting too for us because in our podcast two actors that frequently pop up and either are referenced or seem to be in things we talk about are jesse plemons and jk simmons jk simmons is my favorite one of my favorite actors of all time not my uh, tempo right whiplash is, whiplash a top is five amazing movies for me. top I'd five awesome awesome uh yeah and but neither one of those i think are gonna pull the trigger on this one i think it's going to be Cody Smith McPhee wins the best supporting actor from power of the dog. I thought he was outstanding. I thought um, he was my far and away was going to win it for prediction until I saw Coda. And then I was like, Ooh, this, I can see where this is going to sneak up on people and, and really impact people. Um, but even though I think Troy Kotzer probably is going to win it, um, I think that the Cody Smith McPhee performance was better, in my opinion. I, I'll be honest. I Coda caught me by surprise, and I, again, I have more to say about it. Um, and that is the one that's on Apple TV or Plus or whatever it's called. So that that's my pick. The Vegas odds, you boys. Troy Coster negative three fifty. So he's your favorite. He's the favorite. Cody Smith McPhee plus 220 so he's the second he's in second place okay supporting actress ariana debose from west side story kirsten dunst from the power of the dog oh no king richard um anjanu let's go with anjanu dj bring that back anjanu ellis Uh, I like the, oh no. (laughs) Jesse Buckley. I mean, I feel like every substitute teacher when she saw Bridenstine. Judy Dench from Belfast. So Dame Ariana, Dame Kirsten, Dame, oh no, Uh, Anjanu. I'm going to go first here since Tony went first last time. Okay. And uh, I think my pick is... Ariana DeBose from West Side Story. There it is, and I I, and I think that I don't think West Side's going to obviously repeat history and do what the first one did and set the record for Academy Awards one in a night. And I think that what we saw though is um, one of the bright stars of the future here in Ariana DeBose. Yeah, and and not just in her Broadway chops that she has because she's she's been pretty well known in that world for a while. Um, but to do what she did in a role that is really iconic, seminal, yeah, uh, yeah it's iconic, it's an iconic role, and to have Rita in the cast. So not only are you having to play this character, but you have the legend herself right there. And then yeah. to go on Saturday Night Live and I think win America over, like she, she won did. Mike Bridenstine. Yeah, she was she's fantastic, and I think that there's a certain energy and there is a certain love affair that old Hollywood and you know, a lot of new people who are voting have with that particular role. And I think it's almost like a litmus test. It's if you can do that, then you're a star. And I think that she's going to be rewarded for that. And that's not taking anything away from any of the other people. I think Dunst was actually very impressive uh, in power of the dog. It's a very subtle I, role. Yeah. And, but I think that that's what that needed. And I think she handled it very, very well. Right. Um, but Ingenue Ellis blew me away. And King Richard, um, if it's not Debose, I think it's Ellis who's going to win it. Yeah. So um, nominated eight times, has won once in 1998 for Shakespeare in Love for Best Supporting Actress. Who's that? that Who be, did you say? Your Dame Judy Dent. Dame J. So okay. That I'm feeling, and Joel said it, old Hollywood, right? So um, I feel like <laughs> she's old Hollywood. She's got a good chance because she's real good in Belfast. Now, that being said, 
I agree with Joel on uh, our friend that's in King Richard because she was great. She's really good. Surprised me a lot. Um, I admittedly not a big musical fan, although I will say I was surprised in the new West Side Story that it took about 12 minutes before they started singing, which was okay with me because <laughs> I don't like when they start doing this. So at first I, I was like, you oh, have cool. to. They're going to fight. And then it was subtle. And I'm like, nope, skip, 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 skip. My wife's like, you're missing things. And I'm like, I'm missing a song. You have to look at West Side Story in a little bit different vein, in my opinion. Is And it's my stump speech. I don't want it to win Best Picture. I don't think it should, considering some of the other options that are out there. Um, West Side Story is not just a musical. It's really a ballet that has voiced... The, the, the dancers are singing to go along with it. Um, I've written about back 15 papers back. in my life All right. on, on this particular musical. Um, it was amplified by Sondheim's passing right before it came out as well. He was 21 years old when he wrote the lyrics for it. Um, one of my professors in music school uh, was a Leonard Bernstein protege. So I had got some really inside knowledge and he actually played the cello on the original score of the original movie of West Side Story. One of my professors did. So um, I obviously have a personal connection to West Side and it's a fantastically done movie. Um, DeBose is the, is the absolute star. She and Mike Feist, um, which I think we'll talk about him later. But uh, I think you got to look at West Side Story, not as your typical musical. Um, and we're going to talk about another musical, I think, when we get to uh, one of the actor categories. Um, but it's it's a, it's a little bit to me. It's in a category all by itself, as it's more of a more of a total artistic dance and music piece than it is a, a musical like The Music Man or Les Mis or something like that. I mean, I think that she gets uh, bonus points for playing an iconic role. I mean, like you and really making it her own. If you think about I it, mean, like somebody had to play the new. Han Solo, he, people kind of agreed he didn't really knock it out of the park. I think that she did. She's negative 2,000 to win this thing. She's winning it, folks, if that's yeah. what her Vegas odds are, because Vegas doesn't screw that, <laughs> screw that stuff up that badly. Unless okay. it's the Kentucky St. Peter's, because Kentucky was minus 1,200. <laughs> yeah, they, they still have to play the games. They still have to play the games. Okay, best actor, we got Will Smith. In King Richard, we have Benedict Cumberbatch in The Power of the Dog, Andrew Garfield in Tick, Tick, Boom, Denzel Washington in The Tragedy of Macbeth, Javier Bardem in Being the Ricardos. What say Tony first on this one? Yeah, so this is a really strong uh, field, and all these performances are great. I've watched all of them. Um, I really like, I don't think... Denzel is going to win or Denzel as he recently pointed out is how his name is supposed to be pronounced. Oh, Did you guys no, see that? Cause no. I was like, Oh man, I feel real. But bad. don't, don't feel bad. He's I had feel... how many years to correct all of us on this. <laughs> yeah, but like, he doesn't I... seem like the type of person to go out of his way to do that. I don't know. So here's what I'm going to say. Are um, you saying that he has early onset dementia? Is that what you're accusing <laughs> Denzel Washington of having? Right Denzel. Tragedy of Macbeth um is really good it's really good i i guess my gut on this is i'm leaning towards andrew garfield um his performance i did watch tick tick boom um i like that more than west side story which it could be a hot take or not um i i I like benedict cumberbatch just fine i think power of the dog is a good movie i'm i don't i don't want to say there's too much cumberbatch he's in a lot of stuff i just don't know 
If he are you saying that his this. Doctor Strange is going to undermine his credibility? <laughs> no, power no. And and I know I can't talk out of both sides because Andrew Garfield reprised his role as Spider Man, but what he was able to do with Tick Tick Boom was just really impressive. Um, that being said, if it's Garfield or Cumberbatch, I wouldn't be surprised. Or do they do? Do they recognize Will Smith? It's it's Will Smith. Will Smith's going to win this thing. I, I think because what does the Academy love more than anything else? Someone playing somebody else, like real life person. So that's why, I mean, Garfield does his amazing version of Jonathan Larson, um, who was a fantastic character study. And, and I felt that he did, did absolute justice to, to the story of Jonathan Larson. And I think as much as the three of us have discussed Lin-Manuel Miranda on other, <laughs> yeah. uh, on other episodes of various Joel's, podcasts. Joel's a fan. I am not. Uh, well, I, I am. I was I was more of a fan of him as a director of this just because of how he weaved the music in. He didn't treat it like a traditional musical, whereas we're walking down the street and all of a sudden we're rapping and we're singing. Thank God they got Black Thought. <laughs> when I saw footage of him doing that, I was like, fuck Jesus, that would have ruined the movie. Ah. Uh, <laughs> But they, they were able to to to, yeah. to do it like Jonathan Larson did, where he's you know he's presenting his musical to people who would be buying it. That's when the singing usually happens, except for the one time he's singing in his apartment, or a couple times he's singing in his apartment, which Jonathan Larson probably did burst into song in his own apartment just to because that's the way people are in that world. It'd be and funny if you, someone was, was like, it'd be funny if somebody was like, "Did you know that Tick Tick Boom isn't a musical? He just always acted like that." <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that that's kind of, you know, in some of the studies I've had. So I think Garfield is going to be in this list, but I mean, we saw Will Smith win the SAG award. He won the actor from the Screen Actors Guild. And I think, I think the fact that he hasn't won an Academy Award yet, I think that this is going to be. Has he been nominated moment. before? He has. Yes. Pursuit of Happiness, he was. And, um, and a lot of people thought he should have yeah. won. For, for pursuit of happiness and yeah and ollie as well i think the real surprise oh, is gonna be when he does i am legend two with michael b jordan and he gets nominated for that no i think you're right joel i think <laughs> yeah i i feel like will smith will have some more oscar worthy performances will smith yes um, in him for sure so if he doesn't get it i it might be the right thing to do but <clears throat> the academy awards historically doesn't do the right thing so what <laughs> So, literally with the right intended thing. yeah, <laughs> yeah thank you. Uh, uh javier bardem thank you. being the ricardos i used to be a sorkin head and i think that i'm completely out on aaron sorkin like the last two or three projects i've seen of his next time kill gallon is on your show this is going to be the an atomic bomb of information <laughs> Kilgallon. Which is ironic because Joel liked the Chicago 7 oh, the trial of the Chicago yeah, 7. Yeah, I think I argued yeah. with you about yeah. it. We did argue about it, and then I watched it again, and I was like, oh, I think I see the other side of this coin now. All the characters and talk the same. Yeah, you've ruined it for me. You have uh, you have shown me the folly. And I go back and I watch the West Wing, and I'm like, this is great. But he's right. They do all talk the same. And it's because he, he allows for no creative freedom in his actors. Um, but Bardem, I also don't like I Love Lucy. I don't like I like I respect it, but that's the kind of comedy that gives me just immense anxiety. I remember as a kid watching Nick and Knight watching. Is it too frantic? Her, or yes, it's too frantic. And I really enjoyed the movie as far as just what the story it was telling. I yeah. think Nicole Kidman and yeah. Javier Bardem were fantastic in it. And J.K. Simmons, of course. Um, I just, 
the the storytelling of Aaron Sorkin is flawed in this movie, and I think that it affects the performance. I like this. Than... I liked it a lot, and in the end credits, I went, "God damn it, it's a Sorkin." <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, yeah, I wasn't. I'm I wasn't, not saying it's bad. I'm just saying I, I don't think that their performances are are worthy of winning. Okay. okay. So, Will Smith negative a thousand. Will Smith is your yeah, favorite. I got to get me two of these. That's what they should have called it. <laughs> when he the grace when he uh, when he his acceptance speech at the SAG like you could just tell everybody in the room was so happy that he did he say did he say welcome to earth at any point no he was actually like it was weird he was like this paternal the speech i mean well the speech was all about all about these two young girls who i thought were the best parts of the movie yeah Uh, yeah yeah and how how they are how how they anything they need he'll give it to them in the yeah. in the in the business and there's, all that stuff. There's so. an old Chris Rock joke from I think Bigger and Blacker and he's like DC is so dangerous you could get shot while you're getting shot. <laughs> and that fucking happens in that movie. That's the worst part of yeah. the movie. You named the best part, I'm going to tell you the worst part. When when I watched that part I was like no it fucking didn't. <laughs> Okay, You're best right. actress. Uh, we got Jessica Chastain in The Eyes of Tammy Faye, Nicole Kidman being the Ricardos, Olivia Coleman, The Lost Daughter, Kristen Stewart and Spencer, and Penelope Cruz in Parallel Mothers. I think it's going to be Jessica Chastain for this. I just watched this two nights ago because um, it just, I don't remember which streaming service it just became available on. Um, I think maybe HBO Max. That sounds right. Um, it's. It's again, what does the Academy love more than anything else? People playing people. And Tammy Faye Baker is such a character, literally and figuratively. Uh, and and Ch- Chastain nails it. I mean, she's so good. I've, I've always been a fan of her. Um, I do think also Kristen Stewart is going to give a run for this, too. Uh, it was a weird movie, Spencer was. Uh, it it just a like strange, it. strange movie. Um, but she, you know, it's one of those things. It's like, you know, about 15 minutes into it, I feel like I'm watching Princess Diana. And she really embodied what my memory, and again, I was pretty young when she died, but what my memory of Princess Diana, she she nailed it. It's, I think it's between those two. It's an interesting category. <clears throat> you feel like you look at this and you go, where's my lead from CODA? Why isn't she nominated? Oh, where is she at? She was so good at it. Mary right? Matlin, is it? Um, uh, no, Amelia the, Jones, yeah, the, the, the daughter. daughter. She's really good. Really good. Um, I saw Spencer recently, and Kristen Stewart crushes it. So I would love to see her win. Um, she de- delivers an incredible performance um, with a really tough, subject matter i mean you're again playing a real person um and she really did a great job that being said eyes of tammy faye really good i saw that i'm familiar obviously i saw being the ricardos i thought nicole kidman did a fine job i'm familiar with the lost daughter hadn't seen it and then the same thing with parallel mothers so is there a chance that olivia and penelope could win certainly i mean penelope cruz great actress been around for a while Um, but i would really like to see Kristen Stewart based on the work that she did. And you know, you'd be in for a quirky 
accepted speech <laughs> from her. Which is, which is, is that why I'm, I kind of don't want her to win? Because I really don't uh, want to. She goes up there with like her all hunched over. She's like, hey, thanks. <laughs> what, a, what, a, what an evolution of the Twilight cast. She's nominated for Spencer and the other guy's Batman. And <laughs> Robert Pattinson's Batman. Oh, right. And a very good the, Batman, by the way. What are the odds of that? Is it, is it, it's not Kristen Stewart. I'm, Mike, I'm going to guess that it's. Chastain, Chastain she, won minus, she won the SAG. Yeah, minus one sixty-five. So it's pretty Kidman. close. Other than yeah. uh, Penelope Cruz is looking like a, a pretty long shot. Okay. Now on what the show, Col- what is Coleman's? What is Coleman's odds? Coleman is third at plus six hundred. So it goes Chastain, Kidman, Coleman, Stewart, Cruz. Wow. Has Kidman won? Did she win for Far and Away? Nicole Kidman won for The Hours in 2003. The Hours? What about Olivia Colman? She won for The Favorite in 2019. Oh, The Favorite. That's what I meant. She was nominated for The Father in 2021. She's on a tear. Yeah, she's... Nominated 19, 21, 22. If you haven't seen The Favorite, that's a very unique and memorable experience for you. you. If you like period pieces, that is one of them. Emma Stone's in that, right? Yes. Correct. And Rachel Weiss is also in it. Now, I like Rachel on the Weiss. show last week, which technically is the one that comes out tonight, is, is like it's on Patreon but not out. I did ask the question, I, and your opinion on this would be great. Should there be a separate Oscar for playing a real person? Yes. I heard you because I listened to the Patreon. Yeah, yeah, today, yeah. Mike. yeah. Uh, Yes, a hundred percent. Yes, hundred and ten percent. Yes. So the the and it's just one award, and you can have males and females nominated. Just best performance. Yeah. So of it's real, like it's best like best portrayal of a real person. It's best like best portrayal. screenplay and best adapted yeah. screenplay. It's like best adapted a- a- actor. You know, because you're adapting right. it from something that already exists. You're not creating something out of midair. Yeah, I mean, or yeah, best be based okay on like that. on like existing IP. Like even like the example sure. I gave was like. Heath Ledger as the Joker basically was, di- but it's still the fucking Joker. Like Joaquin Phoenix is the Joker. I just love different. how Joker has become like the modern movie era of Hamlet. It's like that if you, it's just that's the that's the role you you play it. You play the Joker. You're going to win an award for it now. Nicholson started a- that. I mean, like the greatest, our greatest actor. I mean, Brando would have been the Joker. Yeah, for sure. I think it's a good idea. Listen, I'm all for. Um, a less bloated award show and give us more awards and what do they keep doing they keep pulling awards out so you end up getting like i don't know what is it, six or eight maybe ten throughout the course of a three-hour event um so yeah if it can if it can be a category that's included into the broadcast then a hundred percent like when you maybe the, a category for the 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 strangest part of the insert uh wes anderson movie of the year because i just finished <laughs> the french dispatch and it's great in its own wes anderson way but it's just like there's all of the things you love in your Wes Anderson. And, but I think that to your point, I mean, yeah. when look at this. Yeah. None of the cast of Licorice Pizza were nominated for nobody. An award. Yeah, nobody. Right. And I think that if you had to separate it, because three fifths of the of the best uh, actress nominees. Well. Well, I guess it's based Bradley on. Cooper, it's based, yeah, but so is just, so is everybody else though. That's um the uh, Tom Hanks's producing partner told his life story. Yeah. To uh, right. uh, PTA. PTA. Yeah. yeah. So that that is a good point, but maybe so that's a that's a flawed example. But you look at if you took the best actor actress category, you know Coleman and Cruz are both 
playing you know dramatic yeah uh, roles that are that are truly been created by a screenwriter versus you know here's an adaptation of or a, a, bi- a biography of tammy faye baker or you know then again Princess playing the Diana. rita moreno character we were, were saying that, like that's such an iconic character and for her to come in and do that it like gives it an extra level of difficulty well and it's also romeo and juliet i mean that's a historical role i mean now we're getting now we're just fucking our own faces so <laughs> but romeo and juliet is not real people that is you know a play written either by... was shakespeare yeah <laughs> 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 there was no Shakespeare. Up man. yours, Bill. Up yours, man. <laughs> best right in, right in the globe. Best director. Jane Campion, Power of the Dog. Steven Spielberg, West Side Story. Kenneth Branagh, Belfast. Oh no. Drive my car. Uh Rasuke Hamaguchi. <laughs> Rasuke Hamaguchi. Did you watch Drive My Car? It's on HBO Max. I still yeah, have it. It's two hours and 54 minutes long. I'm reading it. And it's, <laughs> which is okay. I, I don't mind a long movie. And I didn't, I don't mind I didn't even matriculate, movie. Joel. <laughs> well, you can do it several times throughout that movie. <laughs> but it's just, I, I love just... that damn sob in that movie. <laughs> I couldn't get over the fact. And his prized possession in Drive My Car, spoiler alert, that dude got a two-door old-ass sob. Um, I think, if I had to guess, Vegas might have Jane with Power of the Dog By first. a lot. Yeah. it's um, And I, again, I don't dislike Power of the Dog. I think I have it uh, in my top, you know, three of the year. Um, but I think Rasuke and Drive My Car is... Is really good. I Why is he there if not to win it? He's not anywhere else. This movie's Correct. nowhere else. Correct. He's in there. It's nominated it, for Best Picture, isn't it? It is nominated for it Best Picture. It is nominated picture. for Best yes. Picture. But none yeah, of I the would, other people. True. I would like to see. Wow. I, it's really good. It surprised me. I watched the whole thing. I read the whole thing. I watched um, the trailer and I was like, what is this? This is a, yeah, This is the saddest sob commercial I've ever seen. <laughs> It's a real sob story. Real sob. Uh, oh, if they would have called it sob story, I would have been like, hell yeah. Uh, Belfast is interesting because it's like pretty much based on Kenneth Branagh's experience yeah. growing yes. up. Yep. And having listened to him do several interviews on various podcasts, I like the guy. I always have. Um, I liked Belfast. Why, why just do, find... But why do his Hercule Poirot movies suck so bad? Like he, they're his, bad. His what movie? His what movie? His, his his Agatha Christie adaptations. So he just did. Oh, girl, Her Death on the Nile, and they're same. so bad. But how are Didn't these so good? And the other Didn't ones are it. so bad because it's so in bad. black and white, so you know it's good. <laughs> and the 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 Belfast soundtrack, all Van Morrison. Yes, love Van Morrison. Maybe not crazy about his stance on vaccines, but still. Uh, brown eyed girl all day. So I think it's going to be Rizuki. Um, I love licorice pizza. PTA is great. Um, but if, yeah, I, I would like to see Rizuki. And it's not, no offense to Jane. I'm glad that she clapped back at Sam Elliott, who made some pretty stupid comments on Power of the Dog from a guy who grew up in like Oregon. Um, so, yeah. What did I he think say? What did Sam Elliott say? He just had a lot of sometimes not, I eat the bar and sometimes he had a lot of cancelable lines about her trying to make a Western and it was in New Zealand and some of the themes and um, 
you know, it was kind of on par for a guy his age, unfortunately. But was yeah, he, it, was he waiting for Roadhouse Four to come out? <laughs> and, <laughs> and maybe that, propels, which I love, Sam Elliott. I don't. Maybe know. that Why propels does he have to be a jerk? Jane to a win. I don't know. Did he say? Uh, did he say where's that? Where's Cumberbatch's fort? How come he only has access to this private sex river? What the fuck? Why does he have his own masturbation river? Oh, that boy had a lean to. He was, <laughs> he was in there just reading. He had and then his own that. private <laughs> masturbation river. Right. That handkerchief was just uh, <laughs> all up in it. Oh, anyways, Joel, what? Who do you like, Joel? Yeah, I think it's gonna be Jane Campion. It was the of all of them. It was the prettiest movie of the year. It was beautiful. It's a beautiful movie. And now here's the thing. I'll I'll give another little aside on West Side Story. Spielberg. Oh boy. Yes, I like it. it. I'm into it. So one of the reasons the musicals suck as movies is because there's so much stuff. You sons of bitches. Uh, (laughs) Is the uh, the fact that there's so much going on on a stage in a musical stage. There's dancers, there's set pieces that are moving and whatnot. You don't have that in a movie. You have a fixed set. The thing that's moving is the camera. And so I think that he and his DP did a great job of keeping the entire ensemble in frame so that you aren't jumping, jump cutting to things. Because I honestly think that one of the criticisms of musical is you feel like you're missing stuff because you know there's other stuff going on, but you can't see it. So it's like, why are they singing? And I can't see what's going on. And you look at these big sweeping shots of, you know, them dancing through the alleys and coming down from the fire escapes and whatnot. He did an excellent job of, of keeping the whole action in frame so you're not losing it. The way he shot the, the dance dancing at the high school was was great the, the direction on that i know that he's not actually physically behind the camera that his dp is doing that but his direction i think is is admirable worthy of the nomination uh but i think jane campion uh is really now i have uh, a i have a dumb musical question uh when yeah, joe would love to elaborate when ahead, these Mike. were when when this was written or i guess like at any point was it ever like contemporary music to people in a yeah, way that in 100%. a way that the, now the genre is just this is what musicals sound like no 100 percent that would have been more contemporary of the time okay when it was well i mean it was written almost like a jazz ballet like that was kind of how it was how it was first marketed um and so because i mean bernstein if you if you go back and listen to leonard bernstein's mass i mean he wrote a jazz mass um, everything was very much strong in jazz, which I know sounds ridiculous. Tony's holding up his phone and doing a beep boop bop and getting it ready no, to but go. Yeah, no, it, it would be, it would have been contemporary. Um, and, and now, Joel, who are your hardest, top five favorite rappers of all time? <laughs> his rap CDs are in that blue container right over his right shoulder. That's where he keeps them. Uh, Eminem, Eminem, the Bloodhound Gang. Oh, no, oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> all right. Best picture we have power of the dog coda belfast west side story king richard licorice pizza dune first time appearance for dune drive my car don't look up for some reason and nightmare alley can i can i just make a comment before joel answers too many best pictures that's too many that's too many. many it's too many there's so many obvious no's um, what are the most obvious no's? 
Okay, so again, don't look up. Don't look up is Uh, an obvious no for me. Don't look up. Dune is an obvious no. Um, Nightmare Alley is an obvious no. I like, which I but I really liked it. But I I did too. I liked it as well. But I think it's an obvious no. Okay. Um, I would say uh, West Side Story. Agreed. No, I agree. I agree. It's it's on this list. It's not. Uh, licorice pizza is probably a no as much as i loved it um joel's joel's making a face i bet you vegas has it as number three in the odds no oh wow oh really i would be surprised if it were in the top five quite honestly and i know we'll get to that in a second but yeah so that's the thing i don't know like again an award show that keeps taking things away then decides to go well here's all your best picture nominees i did enjoy nightmare alley more than i thought i was going to and i enjoyed right, it more like, than belfast i think wow that's a hot take i think um it's a more enjoyable they, movie they definitely they open it up to maybe let some of those films in but then and i don't know for sure but when parasite won did we have as many best pictures like i don't know how long ago we opened it up to this many films it used to be the best picture was like i'm not saying this is right it's been since 2009 they've had this many nominees i am completely wrong it used to be a smaller list and then it explodes in 2009 it's like disappointing to me not disappointing but it was just changed is it used to be that the movies that were nominated for best picture also seemed to be extraordinarily rewatchable movies too like they, it wasn't like i'm glad i saw it i loved it but i could care less if i ever see it again or i don't want to i emotionally can't put myself through that movie one more yeah, time yeah um and I, it almost feels like that the award has shifted to if it doesn't hit you in the stomach like that uh it's it's not best picture yeah uh, like like moonlight for example yeah it's a fantastic do you film. ever want to throw that but on I'm, on a weekend no no i mean never <laughs> well, that, again to joel's point let me just rapid fire best win best picture since 09 and you can say rewatchable or not okay so i'll start in 09 slumdog millionaire no no 100 rewatchable it's brilliant you're both wrong uh 2010 the hurt i didn't Locker. realize we were getting judged here but hurt you locker are. yes i watch it Hey, quick, quick, get Tony. Just, kicked. just get so you know, just so you know, this is, you're going to step on the segment oh, that I have next by doing this. I'm not doing it then, Joe. Back to you. <laughs> so back to me. <laughs> best picture. Yeah. The best picture. Um, I've I, I laughed hysterically at it. I bawled. I was motivated. I have people in my life who are codas. Um. Coda to me is going to win best picture and it should, I'll be upset if it doesn't. Wow. Um, it was one of the best movies I've seen. Not necessarily like the best, like I was like, Oh, I can't believe how they shot it. I can't believe all this stuff. It was just the, the sum of its parts made it just a whole experience that I absolutely, um, I remember the first time I saw it, I remember going to work telling everybody you got to watch this. It's worth getting your free trial of Apple plus for seven days to watch this movie. Um, If you don't have it. um, One of my closest college friends is a, is a coda. And I also, what is a coda? A child of deaf adults. Okay. Um, And so in the, the Amelia Jones, this actress plays spoiler alert. If you haven't seen it, I haven't seen it. Uh, uh, I'll just give you a synopsis. Her parents are deaf. They own a business, a family business, but she wants to be, uh, she wants to go to the Berkeley Conservatory of Music uh, in Boston. And she turns out she's a talented musician and there's a, you know, a real disconnect there because what she is passionate about, her family can't participate in because they can't hear. Um, and 
I've it just it, it is one of the best emotional experiences I've had watching a movie in the last ten years, maybe twenty years. Um, can I give? Can I I've, play devil's advocate? Yeah. Um, Private masturbation river. <laughs> I, I see what you're saying. I feel you. Uh, you know, any sort of Tony, make uh, sure you laugh yeah. into the microphone. Thanks. Skin, yeah, skin, you got it. Uh, skin poisoning from uh, rotting from rotting carcasses is always an interesting. That was some well. diabolical shit, man. Like I was not, Ooh. I was like that fucking. That I was, was not a expecting that burn that got me. And then he saw the dog in the mountain, and he had those those jinkos on. <laughs> that boy was <laughs> strutting. That boy had on them jinko. Like that reminded me of Matt Rohde, seventh grade. Shout out. <laughs> Ascension Catholic School, Jeans Day. Hell you had yeah. Jinkos. We put a two liter in his Jinkos. The, cool. the Midwest uh, biggest distributor. Was it, was of it a Jinkos. two liter of Fago? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, biggest sa- the biggest salesman yeah. of Jinko jeans in the Midwest was the father of wrestler Colt Cabana. Fun fact. So, that's real so yeah. amazing yeah but this I, I don't know i as someone who auditioned at berkeley got into berkeley uh it was really kind of in fun going back uh to that like scene and uh and it just the whole audition experience i thought they 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 treated it correctly and they're just something so this this movie kind of blended a lot of really cool things to me um and and to me i think it had mass appeal which i think doesn't always win you the academy award but i think marley matlin is a mayor someone that america has a great relationship with uh children of a lesser god obviously she's one for that she drives this movie and i think that the song choice of the Joni mitchell song uh, again don't want to spoil it too much for mike but uh it's it's not it's not a perfect movie i know you ask people on your podcast what's a perfect movie mike i'm not yeah. gonna say coda is yeah but it's like whiplash but feel good awesome <laughs> in, yeah in, I, in I you're making me want to watch it i ha- it's just sitting on my coffee table in a, in a stack I'll, I'll put it this way it's the first movie probably since the shawshank redemption that like my dad has wanted to have a conversation about. Wow. Like, okay. Like, he, like they, he, he sent me a text message last week because he was he saw it for the first time. And we were just like, texting back. What would you think? Would you think of Boggs? <laughs> oh man! They swam through a river of things. <laughs> no man. Uh, so yeah, just like Shawshank, uh, Shawshank, Shawshank, she swims through a river of shit. <laughs> Shawshank, she sh- swims through a river of shit. It's emotional shit. Right. Um, welcome to this episode of Good Cop, Good Cop, where Tony also picks Coda. Holy shit! It, and it won. It won the Screen Actors Guild here's Award. What, here's what I want to say: too. that here's what I, I'm cautioned by with Coda. So. It's not in theaters. Um, we're it's still on a thing pan- that no one it's, really uses. It's not, right. It's on a thing that I had for free when I upgraded my iPhone. And then I. But you came, watch Severance on it? You watch but listen, Ted Lasso? It's, Ted Lasso. it's auto billing me. It's auto billing me. And I'm not going to stop it because it's still cheaper than all the other streamers. Netflix, 20 um, bucks. It's, it's on Apple Plus. It's on I'm Apple saying, Plus. But I'm saying Netflix is $20 now. Yeah, Netflix yeah. is way too much. Um, so I worry about the tax lack deductible, of, baby. The lack of distribution <laughs> with Coda, since it is on Apple. Um, and then I, I think about where we're at in the world, and that we're just kind of getting 
people back to the movie theaters, depending on, depending on which state you're in. Um, so I don't know if that plays into it. You know, licorice pizza kind of has a similar fate, even though it was in theaters. It was kind of a, I don't want to say a limited release. We didn't get it in Muscatine, Iowa, which annoys me. I know it was out there. Um, Dune is a huge movie. We already said that it doesn't have a chance. So I think you're really talking about Power of the God, which I know is Netflix. Power of the Dog. dog. Power of the Dog. What did I say? Did you hear about the Power of the God? You you said, did you hear about the dyslexic dyslexic agnostic? (laughs) That's right. This is a hot new Catholic movie. Um, So, but yeah, if you're, I guess you're going to put streamer versus streamer with Power of the Dog and Coda. Coda is uh, your classic coming of age story that really does a great job with its uh, levels of inclusivity. Mike, it made me cry and I wouldn't admit to that typically. And it surprised you don't have the, hell, the soul, like the, surprised the hell out of me. Not only have I recommended it, like Joel said, I have gone back and rewatched it. And, um, but I don't think it's going to be, I, I think that power of the GOD um, <laughs> is going to be number one in Vegas. So my top three, just for the year, Coda licorice pizza, and power of the dog. That being said, I really liked Belfast. Yeah. Um, I really liked Nightmare Alley. I was not a big Dune fan. Maybe it's because I watched it in my home. Um, I have, you know, I, and I don't then know. you came to my house and ate short ribs and we podcasted about it. So that's right. That's right. <laughs> that's right. And the special effects in your bathroom, basement, toilet. Um, but wow. no, I think so. Vegas Mike has to have power of the dog at one. Power of the right? dog minus 300. That is okay. number one. But Joel. So, is what? Drive My Car 2? Coda is number two at okay. plus 500. Coda's, Coda had won, it, it won the SAG Award, and it, it, I think may have won the Golden Globe, too. I don't know. But it set the record for purchase at Sundance. That it got I mean, maybe the amount, of, the amount of um, the question is, nominations is, for Power of the Dog have to maybe put it in that category. Yeah, but like I said, I think it's one of those movies. Coda is just one of those movies where the sum of its parts are greater as a whole than there's not one it's individual performance i think amelia jones probably should have been nominated oh right um, yeah and troy and, and the dad the dad is absolutely he owns the last third of the movie like he just completely wins but it's this, just and this isn't a fair comparison but you know sometimes you see something and you just have a feeling like god that was that was really great and i want to tell everybody about it and and it's a it's kind of a reach, but like when I saw the experience of seeing a movie, and this is the first one that came to mind, like Get Out, I was like, "Holy shit, this is great! Everyone needs to see this." I know I'm not alone. And then you see the reviews, and people start seeing it, and then Jordan Peele wins an Academy Award, which he's so deserving. And then you just, I'm all in with Jordan Peele. No looks phenomenal. Us was great. That's how I feel about uh, the lead in Coda, Amelia. She was so good. Um, Marley Matlin's obviously been good for a while. Troy was fantastic. I don't know the, who, the brother. I don't remember his name, but he was who great directed too. Coda. But she, I think it was she, a she. Really. Yeah, Shion. I'm trying to remember. It's like S I A N E. She actually yeah. wrote it as well. So she wrote it and directed it. Yeah. So I'm just I'm all in, and that was the feeling I got. And I watched it Mike on my phone, which I hate to. Oh, that's where I have Apple is on my phone, and I watched Coda, and I cried, and I and it was. What do you have a Roku or something? Uh, I have an iPhone. Where do you watch your on your computer? Where do you watch the other stuff? Oh, just on the smart TV. I just don't need. There's like, an Apple app for your smart I TV. I understand, but you know when you log in, I don't with think your you face do understand. Stuff, oh. And I got. I tried to look at my TV with my. I'm like, why doesn't it have facial recognition? That's and a good point. Because like, you got fat, dummy, and I was like, oh.
Thanks, LGT. That's really a shame. So Coda, and I hate to be good cop, good cop with Joel, but uh, Coda, yeah. number one. Yeah, it, I think it's one of the first movies in a while that I've been like, I can't wait to watch this with my kids when they get older to see it because they're still a little young for it. But uh, it's it's an important movie. Yeah, that was Joel and Tony. There's a lot more of our conversation on the Patreon. I take the past 16 Best Picture winners and I throw them into a no-holds-barred cage match tournament for these guys to argue about. Uh, that was a lot of fun also. It's like an extra hour of content on the Patreon. So there's that too. One more time for the panel as well. All the people on the panel. Thank you so much for listening. That is the show. R.I.P. Michael Clark Duncan.